to Lead at Work and at Home. I hope you are having a great week. I am excited. I'm taking my first work trip post-COVID. Well, actually not post-COVID because I think we're still in the midst of COVID. It just feels like everyone's life has just moved on. But I'm headed to Atlantic City for a conference for the, from the American Camping Association, which I'm excited about. And then I'm heading to Brooklyn to work with a client on leadership and engagement and customer service. So I'm looking forward to getting away for a couple of days. I'll miss my family if they're listening, but I'm excited to be back. Today's going to be a little bit different. Today, I am going to do some freestyle work, which means I am just going to speak. For those that don't know, I am a closet wrestling fan. Now, I'm not talking about Greco-Roman wrestling you see in the Olympics. I'm talking about old school sports entertainment, WWE, Hulk Hogan-ish wrestling. I like wrestling, though, for not the reasons that you think. I actually like wrestling for the psychology of what occurs inside a squared circle or a ring. Because generally speaking, the reason why wrestling matches work and why they're so popular is because you have two characters. The first character is known as a heel, and that usually is the villain. So when the villain walks out to the crowd, they're typically trying to get heat. And that essentially means they're trying to get the crowd really against them, fired up, because momentarily you're going to cue the music for what's called the baby face. And the baby face comes in usually in brighter clothing with the with the excuse me, with the villain or with the heel wearing something that's a little bit darker. And I love this analogy because great wrestling matches always tell a story. It's not just simply doing a drop kick or jumping off the top turnbuckle. It is literally telling a story. So if a wrestler starts working over someone's arm, ideally that arm should become part of the story of the wrestling match and that wrestler should be unable to move their arm. Now, spoiler alert for those listening, wrestling is fake. But I think the physical damage that these people take is real. And the storylines that they write and the, the winner of the match is predetermined. But I love the psychology of the ring. And what I want to talk about today is a similar path that I think is essential to working with people. And I'm going to use my daughter who's given me permission to do this. As I've shared with you in the past, I have three amazing kids and an amazing wife. And my 11-year-old daughter sometimes, like most of us, struggles to get out of bed. If you're listening, I'm sure you can relate. Her struggles, though, start at 6.30 in the morning when the alarm goes off and we said, Hannah, time to get out of bed. And she just sits there and is enjoying lying in the comfort of her own bed with her beautiful comforter on and her dog next to her. Second time, Hannah, get out of bed. And by the eighth time right now, of course, as parents, we lose our patience, also known as losing our shit. Any parent listening can relate to that. And any manager who leads people that are not responding to them can also relate to that in a very different way. So the other day, as I was driving Hannah home from her basketball game, I asked her this open-ended question. I said, Hannah, would you rather have a consequence for not getting out of bed or a reward for getting out of bed on the first try. 
Now think about that for a second. The end goal is for Hannah to get out of bed. Why? Because it just makes our life easier. It makes everyone run on time. It starts her day on a good day. For me, the consequence for her not getting out of bed is pretty profound because now I'm getting frustrated. I'm running behind. I have to take care of the dog. I have to take care of the kids. I have to get them breakfast. So it really does set up for a fairly negative experience. So I asked her this question, would you rather, are you motivated more by a consequence or are you motivated by a reward? And of course, her answer was a reward. But I took it a step further and I said, so let me ask you this. If I say to you, if you don't get out of bed, you may not watch TV on your iPad. Excuse me, if I don't, if you don't get out of bed, you may not play on your iPad. What would you say? She's like, I would get out of bed. I said, but if I said to you, when you get out of bed on the first try, you get to have 30 extra minutes on your iPad. And she looked at me for a second. She said, well, that's the same thing. I said, exactly. And which one would you prefer? And of course, she said the iPad. Now, for the last five days, she has gotten out of bed on the first try. And every day when she comes home, we do reward her with an extra 30 minutes. The contrary person who's listening to this might think to yourself, well, Mark, why are you rewarding a child for doing what they should be doing anyway? And I think that's a really fair question. And I want to just take this into the realm of business. I was working with a client today who's struggling with motivating their team. And I asked the question, do you think your team is driven by money? Or if you gave them more money, would they work harder? And this young lady, who's a middle manager, probably in her late 20s, early 30s, says, yes, if I gave them more money, they would work harder. And I said to her, if, you're, if the owner of the business gives you more money, would you work harder? And she looked at me and she's like, well, no, because I'm already working hard. So I said, so are you motivated by money? She says, I would appreciate it more. And then I said, let's, let's think of this analogy of a teacher in a classroom. When I used to teach, I taught physical education. I would have 25 kids in my class. And often when I saw kids behaving and being respectful, I would send them to the principal's office. Hmm. Now you're probably thinking, why would you send kids to the principal's office when they're doing a good job? And the exact reason is because I wanted that principal to take the time to give these kids feedback when they were doing well. The other side of this would be for me constantly to send kids to the principal's office when they're not doing well. And ironically, rarely did I have any behavior problems within my classes over the course of 20 years, because I believe that kids responded very well to that positive feedback. Now, in the event that they struggled or needed some redirection, that of course happened. But because I've already established a certain rapport, a certain positivity, they were way more prone to respect what I was asking. So with this with this manager I was working with today, I said, "So what do you think your what do you think your people need to work harder?" And she started listing things like they need more time, they need more execution, they need more training. And I said, "Well, stop a second. Those are all things that you would see on a schedule or a spreadsheet." I said, "So what really do they need?" And she was stuck. And I said, I'm going to help you. What they really need 
and what people really need to be able to do something and to feel empowered is to find their own sense of purpose, whatever that purpose may be. Now, for my daughter, as we're continuing to reward her with her iPad, the goal is over the next few days to have a conversation with her and ask her questions like, how did it feel to get out of bed on the first time? Do you think you've done a good job? What are some things that you can do to continue to do a great job at this? Do you think your mom and dad have been supportive? Are there things that we can do to help you? And the ultimate goal of this, though, is to make sure that she understands that she has the power and the ability to make this decision on her own. That, to me, is the goal of a parent, and that, to me, is the goal of great leaders and managers. But the only way this works is you must give people a sense of purpose. And it cannot be just for a reward. It cannot just be for more money. However, that's part of it. That could be part of the growth. But those things have to be earned. We can't just hand people money and say, work harder. Because that means maybe they're not working as hard. Maybe I, as the manager, hired the wrong people. Maybe my onboarding was wrong. As a parent, maybe I didn't set expectations with my daughter when she was younger, which is why at 11 years old now, she's pushing back. Maybe she's going to bed too late and she just doesn't want to get out of bed. All of these things are symptoms and they all are intertwined in how people function. So a couple of key takeaways today as I do my shoot. And again, a shoot, going back to wrestling, is just something that is off the cuff, that is real, that has no plan at all, and just kind of roll with it. But the key components are, number one, to set expectations with people, whether it's employees, whether it's your children. But set the expectations in an affirmative and clear way. Hannah, tomorrow, the challenge you have is to get out of bed on the first try. It's not for me to say, don't stay in your bed. It's to get out of bed on the first try. The second is think of a way to provide a better sense of purpose. Hannah, when you get out of bed, what do you think that does for you? What do you think that does for the family? And the third thing is to think of a reward, but have the child think of the reward. What do you think would be a really cool thing for you to have when you complete this topic? And I've said this before on my topic, excuse me, I said this before on my podcast, it's not if, we take the word if out of our vocabulary and we, su and we supply it with when and then. When you get out of bed on the first try, then we can talk about this. And for those of you that manage employees, because I like to make the parallel between the employee and the child, today or tomorrow, when you have a chance, pull an employee aside and ask them this question. What is the purpose of your job? And if you're in the customer service realm, I think you'll be really surprised at the answer. And if you poll 10 employees, you might get 10 different answers. And that to you will give you great data. Is it data or data? That will give you great data to, to get a better idea of where they are. And it could be a great precursor to goal setting and finding ways to continually motivate your employees and your team. I want to thank you again for joining me today. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm looking forward to continuing to interview some really interesting and inspiring people, as well as sprinkle in a little wisdom that I hopefully can bring to you. It also gives me a chance to just share with you some observations in my life and things that work for me, as well as things that I'm working on to improve the quality of my life, because I do know 
if I can continue to develop who I am as a person, it's going to only help the people that I care about and love. So I hope you can continue to think and do the same. And if you're enjoying the show, I would love it if when you're done listening, if you could forward this to three other people and hopefully get them listening as well. And I'm loving continuing to grow a really nice community. Any questions at all or comments, please email me at mark, M-A-R-K, at elevatedleader.com. And today I want to end with a somewhat inappropriate joke. It's not that bad, but I think it's pretty funny. A man buys a lie detector robot that slaps people who lie. The man decided to try it out for dinner. Son, where were you during the school hours? At school, the son replied, and the robot slaps the son. Okay, I was at my friend's house watching a DVD. Which movie were you watching, son? Kung Fu Panda. The robot slaps the son again. Okay, it was an erotic movie. What? When I was your age, I didn't even know what an erotic movie was. The robot slaps the dad. The mom starts laughing. Ha ha ha. He's your son after all. And then the robot slaps the man, the mom. And on that note, I'm wishing you a great week. So long, everybody.